Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 176. With all the fun things to do on Harmony of the Seas, picking out favorites can be a tough decision, but on this week's episode, I'm counting down my top five Harmony of the Seas experiences. From dining to shows to places on board, this is a look at the five Harmony of the Seas things that I really enjoyed on board, and I'm asking you for your top five as well. Here we go. Royal Caribbean has a well-deserved reputation of putting a lot of things to see and do on board its ships. In fact, on most cases, it's really tough to do it all in one cruise. That's what makes it so fun and exciting because there's always something to look forward to on a future cruise. And this week, I'm going to try, attempt on try, to count down my top five Harmony of the Seas anything. Now, this is a continuing series of our top five where we look at some aspects of Royal Caribbean cruising and give you the top five of that category. And today we're going to be looking at the top five harmony of the seas. This could be experiences, dining, a place on board the ship, something about the ship that really stands out in my top five list. We love doing this. In fact, we've done this for a number of different topics like Oasis of the Seas, live music, and a couple other episodes as well. So you definitely want to check out those episodes if you haven't listened to them yet. And today we're talking about harmony of the season. I got to tell you guys, this one was tough to figure out because there is just so much on the ship to love. Never mind that there's so much on the ship that is there. I mean, there's so many great things on board, and I'll tell you that I tend to lean towards things that are unique. So it's not to say that I don't love the Royal Promenade or the Flow Riders or some of the other aspects of the ship that may you might find on some other ships in the fleet, but I will tell you that these are the kind of experiences on Harmony of the Seas that made my list that are either unique to... Harmony of the Seas, or even just unique to the Oasis class, because after all, the reason we choose certain classes of ships are for these unique opportunities and these things that don't, no other ship has, right? And certainly, there's a lot in here. I'm going to be curious how your top five list stacks up against mine, but let's start off my list with food. It's got to be with food. I mean, come on, guys. I can't start off any kind of countdown without talking about food, because inevitably, here on the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, it is always about food. And the first one is going to be Wonderland. I love Wonderland. I first fell in love with Wonderland on Quantum of the Seas, and they've added Wonderland to Harmony of the Seas. If you're wondering what is Wonderland, or maybe you've heard about it, you're not sure, it is a specialty restaurant loosely themed after Lewis Carroll's stories about Alice in Wonderland, right? It's it's kind of it's a very different take on Royal Caribbean specialty dining. In the past, specialty dining has been really about the dining, the D and dining, right? It's it's about the experience, about the food that you have there, you know, Chop's Grill, Giovanni's Table, Sabor. These are all restaurants that have amazing food, and that's what you're that's what you're really there for. Now, Wonderland still has great food, don't get me wrong, but Royal Caribbean said, you know what, let's try adding something a little different here. And they added this Wonderland theme, this Alice in Wonderland theme, where nothing is what it seems like, and the experience, the dining experience is just as important as the food you're eating. So there's as much a shtick, if you will, as there is, you know, food there. And it's not like to the point of, say, one of the dining events like the mystery dining event that you see on some Royal Caribbean ships where there's like a really coherent storyline. Rather, this is an experience. Like it's part – the you sitting down there for dinner in Wonderland is as much a part of the overall experience as the food you're being served there. There isn't a story being told, but you definitely know something's different around here, right? As soon as you walk in the doors, you literally are are brought into this area that's completely different than any other restaurant on board the ship, and quite honestly, different than many restaurants I've ever been to on land. I, it's really a nice space, and on Harmony of the Seas, 
Royal Caribbean decided to do to improve upon the concept that was already set up on the Quantum class ships by first of all, it's a two story Wonderland, the only two story Wonderland in the fleet, and it's really a unique take on it because you walk in and there's literally a it, the the entranceway is a is kind of a tunnel, and as you enter, it's almost almost like you know the the White Rabbit, right, going down the once more down the 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 rabbit hole and as you emerge there's a actually a golden door that you don't have to walk through if you don't want to but you can and it's all representative it's very interesting and you look around you and there's all these kind of eclectic decorations and none of the furniture matches it's almost like a, a scene right out of the mad tea party with the mad hatter and i love it i think it's an amazing restaurant it's very cool very fun and different, right? I mean, there's nothing wrong with going to Sabor, certainly not Sabor, Izumi, Chops Grill. You know, these are all wonderful places on board the ship. But if you're looking for something different, if you really want to try a unique kind of experience, Wonderland to me is that restaurant. It blends that, again, the the fun of dining with the actual amazing food. And nothing is really as it seems. And that's what really stuck into my mind about Wonderland because of how amazing it is. So that's making my number one. And this is no particular order, actually. When I say number one, it could be number five, number three. It doesn't really matter. But the first item on my top five, Harmony of the Sea. So if you're going to do one specialty restaurant, I think it's going to be Wonderland. Now, moving on, my, my for my second pick, I'm going over to the Royal Theater for this one. And I am a – there's amazing shows on Harmony of the Seas in general. I mean, Royal Caribbean packed it in there. We You may have heard, actually, just the other week, we had an episode with Alex Marchand talking about – how Royal Caribbean put together the entertainment on Harmony of the Seas. But the show that really stole my heart and, and the one that I look forward to, I actually saw it, I was on Harmony of the Seas, remember, for two quick sailings, a two-nighter and a three-nighter, and I saw this show twice. That's how good it was. Columbus the Musical. This is an original Royal Caribbean production that's basically about Christopher Columbus's long-lost cousin who's looking to find his destiny. And it's a really fun musical that that is... Uh, combines a lot of great music you probably already know the words to, along with a very fun story, as I mentioned. And it's it was really great. I mean, I really enjoyed it a lot. I knew ahead of time about the show, and I had some high expectations for it because I heard so many wonderful things. But seeing it for myself, I was really blown away by it. In fact, to the to that point, we when we got off Harmony of the Seas, we got actually a copy of the soundtrack to Columbus the Musical. And my family's been listening to it nonstop in the car ever since. It's just um, it's a fun show with some great music in there. And to me, this is quintessentially what Royal Caribbean Entertainment is all about. It is offering unique experiences that are hard to find on land. I mean, this is certainly – Columbus the Musical is built in the same vein as any kind of Broadway show that's out there. And certainly when you have other actual Broadway shows on Harmony of the Seas like Grease – it says a lot when Columbus the Musical really comes out on top. There's a lot of great shows, but Columbus to me is a must-see show because of how interesting and different it is and how fun it is. It's a fun show for everybody. I think kids will enjoy it just as much as adults, and uh, to me, it's a, it's a must-see on board. I really enjoyed it, and I'll be honest, I'm looking forward to seeing it again, even though I've already seen it twice, because it is that kind of a fun show. So Columbus the Musical coming in at number two. Number three. This one I knew I was this was this was on the top of my list even before I ever stepped foot on on Harmony of the Seas. I think many people, especially families, are looking forward to this one as well. The water slides. Ever since Royal Caribbean announced they were building water slides on Harmony of the Seas, a lot of people took notice of that, including myself, because Royal Caribbean's never really done water slides. Now, granted, in the last year or so we've seen water slides come to Liberty of the Seas and 
just recently, actually, Adventure of the Seas just got real water slides. There have been little kitty water slides on Radiance-class ships, but that didn't really count, right? We're t- these are real bona fide, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, jump in and see you at the bottom kind of water slides. And having these perfect storm, as they're called, water slides, to me is a lot of fun. They are. I've tried all three slides out. It's a really cool experience, i got to tell you. And what's great about it is, once again, it is something unique on a Royal Caribbean ship to do. It's fun. It's fun for the whole family. And I just really think Royal Caribbean did a home run with these because, you know, Royal Caribbean never really did water. So I don't think we ever knew the answer why they didn't really do them. Maybe it just wasn't their thing. I mean, you know, Royal Caribbean does flow riders and they've been doing flow riders for a while. No other cruise line really does that. There may be a little bit of marketing and, and branding to that. But Royal Caribbean saying, you know what, it's time for us to do water slides. And they did hit a home run with this one. It's a really great opportunity. By the way, in the in the uh, Aqua Park for kids, Splash Away Bay, there is also a very small water slide there for kids as well. So really the whole family can get into the water slide act. And I enjoyed it a lot. It's a lot, you know, it, it is a great activity. It's the kind of thing where, you know, whether you're spending the whole day on the pool deck and then you need to go, you know, you want to go down for a ride or you're doing it back to back to back to back to back again. It doesn't matter because it's a one. It's a really fun experience, and you get to you know on the racing slides. Obviously, you can race the person next to you on the champagne bowl slide. It's well, basically, everyone tries to figure out how many times you can get around that champagne bowl before you go down the <laughs> down down to the bottom of the slide. You know, there's that competition, that competitive nature of it, and of course, look, I don't care who you are, what day it is, it is always fun going down a water slide. Period. And so, I really love the water slides. I think they need to. It's something that really stood out. Now it's like hard for me to imagine going on a real championship without a water slide because it added such a great dimension to the to the pool deck experience. It's all the wonderful pools, the hot tubs, the aqua park. Splashway Bay, by the way, is a wonderful experience. You know, I always like the H2O zone for kids to begin with, but what they've done with Splashway Bay, which is the new reimagined aqua park on Harmony of the Seas, I mean, this it blows it away. It's amazing how you're fine with something until you see the new thing, and it's like, oh, this old thing, who needs that anymore, right? The <laughs> the whole water uh, park slash pool experience on Harmony of the Seas is truly amazing, and I am I I love it. I think it's it's something that was way overdue, and now we finally have it on with Harmony of the Seas, and I, I'm imploring all of you to go try it out because I, I I think you're gonna have a wonderful time on there. And my question, I guess, is how many times can you get around that champagne bowl? That's that's the real key right there. So definitely want to check out those water slides. A lot of fun. Now my my number four. This one, if you would ask me before my cruise, hey, Matt, what do you think would be your top five? This one would not have made my top five. I don't even know if it would have made my top ten, quite honestly. But you know what? This one, my number four, comes in at, I'm going to say, the most fun experience I had on board. Even more than the water slides, more than the Columbus the Musical. This was the most fun I had on board Harmony of the Seas. Maybe it was because I was hanging out with Michael Poole while I was doing it. But, you know, everything's better with friends, right? That being said... My number four, Escape the Rubicon. This is an escape room experience. I've done this on Anthem. This is a great time, don't get me wrong. But on Harmony, it is amazing. The reason why it's so cool is Royal Caribbean designed the space here on Harmony of the Seas to be unique to Escape the Rubicon. On, on Anthem, they used the teen club when the teens weren't using it, which is still fun, but it wasn't quite the same experience. Here, it's a, a space specifically designed for the, uh, the escape room. And if you're wondering, what the heck is an escape room map? It's a, it's, a, it's a room you go into. You have a, a set amount of time, about 60 minutes, to figure out a bunch of puzzles and clues that give you more clues to eventually figuring out the riddle or the solution to the sequence to, quote-unquote, escape the room. Now, 
the goal is to do it within a, under the certain time that you have, which I remember it was 60 minutes in my in my experience there. And it, it's a lot of fun. You know why it's fun? Because it's something totally different than you experience on a cruise ship, right? Everything we've talked to in this episode and many other episodes, there are somewhat similar experiences, right? Pools are pools, and you know everyone experience, expects to have pools on board a ship and, and great restaurants and, and certainly wonderful shore excursions. But the escape room is something you – it's fairly new in general, and certainly on a, on a cruise ship, it's very, very new. But what I liked about it was – it like you know I don't want to go on the whole nerdy thing of saying well it exercises your mind well it does but it it challenges you and it challenges your group you cannot do this on your own you need a group you need to work together as a group and it was a lot of fun I got to tell you I had a phenomenal time and I remember thinking to myself you know probably right towards the end this is the most fun I've had on board Harmony of the Seas is in the escape room so escape the Rubicon is something you have to try it's great for everybody the kids do need to be at least teenagers in order to enjoy it but. It's a it's a lot of fun. So if you got older kids, if you this is a great family thing, by the way. You know, if you if you enjoy kind of board games and as the kids start getting older, this is a great thing to do together. Because everything, you know, when you're on a cruise ship, it's always fun when you can do things together, especially multi generational. The escape room is perfect for this. And at an hour, it's really not a lot of time to dedicate to it. It's a great sea day activity. I I cannot more highly recommend it. Even if you've done it on, say, Anthem of the Seas or another ship like the Quantum that may have had it before, it doesn't matter. This you got to try in Harmony of the Seas because just the room itself is so beautiful and so well done that it's it's so cool. My advice if you're going to do escape the escape the Rubicon, if you're going to actually go in there, is uh, assume nothing and look everywhere. Don't assume oh there can't be anything over there because there is something over there. You'll know what I mean when you get there. It is a really fun thing, and so escape the Rubicon coming in at number four and my number five. This one is, is close to my heart. This is what draws drew me to the Oasis class to begin with, and certainly on Harmony of the Seas, it is still true. Central Park. I love Central Park. I'm a Central Park junkie. I admit it. I, it's my favorite spot on board any Royal Caribbean ship that's not named Sabor or Zumi. But that's just a restaurant. This is an actual spot on the ship. It, first of all, it is amazing still to me that they packed a park in the middle of a cruise ship. Can we talk about that? Because I know this is the third Oasis class ship, but I tell you, you walk on there, and I dare you dare you not to be impressed not to be just awe-inspired by the fact that they've got this in here it is a beautiful area with amazing restaurants and 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 great ambiance the the you everything in there by the, all the trees and bushes and flowers you see they're all real they're not fake there's a, it's a real living park in the middle of a stinking cruise ship how awesome is that and it is it's so beautiful i mean people talk a lot about the boardwalk and it's the, it's the inevitable comparison, right? Boardwalk or Central Park. And the, I love the Boardwalk. It's really nice. But Central Park is beautiful. I love it, especially at night. At nighttime, if you want to win, if I want to win the argument about Central Park, I always take people there at night because you have the low lighting, you've got the live music playing, you've got drinks being served at the trellis bar, you have people dining al fresco on at Chop's Grill and at Jamie's Italian or grabbing a bite to eat in Park Cafe. There's so much to love about this, and I love at night. It just the uh, I could spend hours there. I could just sit there. Bring me a drink, and and let me just sit there. And speaking of drinks, the Trellis Bar is slightly different design, not majorly designed. It's very similar, but I like the updated look to the Trellis Bar on Harmony of the Seas. As I mentioned, we also have the great restaurants, especially dining 150 Central Park, Chops Grill, and Jamie's Italian. So instead of having Giovanni's table, we have Jamie's Italian. Great choices all around for dining if you're in. 
in in Central Park in general. And I think that if the weather is okay, if it's not too hot or humid out, or definitely eat outside. It's a wonderful experience to be able to do that. And and having now that's only available at Chops and uh, and and Jamie's Italian for the sit down restaurants. But it, it's really a great thing. Also, 150 Central Park. If you're looking for a night a date night, the place to go. A lot of people talk about Chops and support. There's nothing wrong with any of those places. But if you really want to do it right, if you want to get dressed up and you want to have a memorable evening, 150 Central Park. I did this on Allure of the Seas, and the attention to detail, the way that the staff takes care of you, the personalized attention. Really top notch, and the food is amazing too. So don't you can't go wrong there. Now, of course, other times of the day, how about Park Cafe? I discovered my favorite breakfast item. They have these uh, breakfast paninis there, which are amazing. I don't know where they've been all my life, but now I'm glad that they're here. During lunch, of course, Park Cafe has the best thing ever: the Kemmelwick sandwich, which is these roast beef sandwiches that just taste ungodly amazing. Of course, Park Cafe, by the way, is included in the cost of your cruise, so it's complimentary. You got to go there a lot of times. In fact, you got to go there a number of times. Get a lot of roast beef sandwiches. It's <laughs> it's amazing, and just the views. Anything you anything you eat in Central Park, take your food and go back outside and enjoy the ambiance. Again, at night they have wonderful live music being played there. Uh, you have some great shopping in in Central Park. I, I mean, it's have I gone on enough about the virtues of Central Park on Harmony of the Seas? Because it's it is my favorite spot on any Royal Caribbean ship, and I just. It, it's you know I have two mantras about you know what to do on on ships so you know like on on Anthem of the Seas people would ask me you know I would or I would rather I would tell people if, if when in doubt if you don't know what to do if you're you've got ten minutes of downtime or whatever you go to two seventy right the spot in the back of the ship which is truly amazing on Harmony of the Seas you got nothing to do you're trying to kill some time go to Central Park inevitably there's something going on over there and I love what's maybe that inevitably is food which is not a problem so. You know, it's it's the place to go on board, and appropriately, I've now started this segment with food, and I'm ending it with food. That's how you know I like it a lot. And of course, I want to hear your top five. If you've been on Harmony of the Seas already, send me an email, Matt at RealCoreanBlog.com, and share with us your top five Harmony of the Seas experiences. I mean, there are so many great things to do on board. I'm going this top five, man. I didn't get a chance to talk about any of my staterooms or or um, the bridge wings or some of the other really cool things that are on. Harmony of the Seas. There's a lot, I'll be honest. And when you're going on Harmony of the Seas, the key is you got to maximize your time because there is so much going on. You're just not gonna, I mean, you're not going to be able to see it all, no doubt about that. So you got to prioritize the you know the the cool things from the really cool things. So it's a lot of fun, and I just cannot wait to go on my next cruise on Harmony of the Seas, which is in September 2017, uh, as part of the Royal Caribbean Blog Group Cruise. You want to join us for it? I'm inviting every single one of you to join us for it because it's going to be a lot of fun. Basically, these group cruises are an opportunity for all of us to cruise together because you just heard me wax poetically here for the past 15 or so minutes about how amazing Central Park is and, and all of, all of uh, the, the harmony of the seas. So wouldn't it be fun to experience it together, right? I mean, you're going to go on a cruise. You want to go on a cruise. Let's go on a cruise with other Royal Caribbean fans, including myself, that enjoy it. And that's where the group cruises were born, and I'm inviting you to join us for it. You can go to royalcaribbeanblog.com slash events for more information. And you can also get a completely 100% no-obligation quote for free by going to royalcaribbeanblog.com slash events. I'll also post a link in our show notes at royalcaribbeanblog.com for more information get you right over there. So don't worry if you're driving around. You don't have to stop and jam, you know, write a note or anything like that. Don't, don't, don't do that. It's all waiting for you at royalcaribbeanblog.com. 
Once again, it's time to answer your listener emails. I love doing this part of the show because this is the part where you get to send me your thoughts and questions about Royal Caribbean, and we get to read them here together. Our first email is from uh, Stephen Operock of Hudson, New Hampshire. Matt, we met a couple times at Reunion, and one of my favorite memories is the Mystery Science Theater 3K on Carousel of Progress. I've listened to the show off and on. You convinced my future wife and I to sail on Allure of the Seas on our honeymoon. We've never cruised before, and I've done a couple of Disney and Carnival cruises, but I do have a couple questions. We're flying in the day before the cruise and looking for a good mid-range hotel in Fort Lauderdale. We won't have a car, so a place that offers service or a decent cab ride. We really want to stay on the ship at one of the ports. We're stopping at Labadee, Falmouth, and Cozumel. We want to do Labadee, so I guess which of the two remaining days would you choose to stay on board the ship? Also, anything especially (laughs) honeymoony we should be doing that we mentioned to the crew? We are also doing the earliest departure time because we are driving to Orlando to stay at the Polynesian for three days. What is a guaranteed early departure we can get thanks to the great show? Wow, lots of great questions. Let's start with your first one. Good mid-range hotel in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, it depends, I guess, what you define as mid-range. There are two hotels that I always recommend. They're both sweet hotels. Embassy Suites is actually a really nice one, very close to the port. And I say that the Cambria Inn and Suites, which is a little further away, not much, really. It's like five, seven minutes more. But it was also a great hotel. I love those two a lot. They're really, really nice. My recommendation also is look at the prices there, Stephen. If, if it's out of your price range, if it's because if they're in your price range, great. Book them and don't even think about it twice because they're wonderful. If you're looking for something a little bit cheaper, what I like to do in ports like this is I'll go to Priceline.com. Because, Stephen, you're, you want something nice. You're not necessarily like, I need to stay at this hotel or this hotel, right? You just want something at a certain price range and you want it somewhere in Fort Lauderdale, close to the port. You can do that through the Priceline Name Your Price tool. I think it's a vastly underutilized tool that's out there. I love it a lot. And I would recommend you try it out because then you can tell them, hey, I want, you know, a, a three, three and a half star, whatever you're looking for, hotel near the port, and I want to pay this amount of money for it. See what happens. You got nothing to lose, really. It's 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 a great thing. I've done it many, many times, Stephen. I did that before my Harmony of the Seas cruise, or actually between my Harmony of the Seas cruises, sorry. And in that case, I used the Priceline tool, and I wanted a, I needed a cheap hotel that was going to be clean and fine for two nights, right? And I ended up with, I paid like $50 a night, so $100 total for both nights at a La Quinta Inn in North Fort Lauderdale. It was a little bit of a drive. I had a car, so I didn't really worry about it too much, Stephen. But in that case, I was able to uh, get that and it was, it was fine. It wasn't anything I'd write home about and say it was my favorite hotel in the world. No, but it was clean, it was safe, and I was able to stay affordably nearby. Now, the other thing, by the way, the Cambria and the Embassy, I mentioned, they both offer shuttle service to the port, so you have no issues there. Most hotels do. I really would be shocked if they don't. And certainly, Stephen, you can take advantage of things like Uber or even taxis. I mean, they're all over the place. I don't think you have any issue getting over there. Now, you also asked about which place you want to stay on board the ship. Already ruling out Labadee, leaving you Falmouth and Cozumel. I don't want to be a Falmouth hater. I'm not. I like Falmouth a lot, but I like Cozumel more. So I'm by default, I'm going to give you Falmouth as the answer. And there are probably some people who agree with you. I think Falmouth is a wonderful port. There's a lot to do over there, but there's a lot more to do in Cozumel. And I think Cozumel is a much uh, more intriguing port to me, partially because, again, Stephen, I love Mexican food. And there's a, <laughs> an amazing amount of food, great Mexican food in Cozumel, as you might imagine, being in Mexico. So I would say on board in Falmouth just from that. And again, this is not a slight on Falmouth. Love it. But given your question, that's my answer. Lastly, you had a question about being especially honeymoony that you should do. Should you mention the crew? Number one, make sure it's in your reservation. Number two, there's nothing wrong with mentioning the crew. I'm not sure any of those two things, by the way, will get you anything, but you never know. Number three, you can do the Love and Marriage Game Show. This is a game show where it's, a, it's usually in the evening, later in the evening, 
and they're always looking for a a someone on their honeymoon to uh, participate in it. Uh-huh. It's good-natured fun. It's a little revealing about yourself. Not not physically, more uh, anecdotally. But it's a lot of fun. It's one of my favorite shows on there. Steven, if you're looking for something to really remember your honeymoon by, that's publicly, and you could talk about this would be the one thing to do on there. Not a bad way to celebrate. Also, take photos, dude. There's, of course, on Royal Caribbean ships, you can take, each evening, there'll be photo stations all over the ship. They're complimentary to take the photo. Then you decide later on if you want to actually purchase it. Kind of like Photo Pass in, in Disney World, Steven. So, do that. Take some great photos. Get dressed up. You know, make it memorable in that regard. So that way you have some great memories to come back to. And your last question was about earliest departure time. If you want to have the earliest time to get off the ship, guaranteed, then you need to do self-disembarkation. And we talked about this in last week's episode, Stephen, where basically you bring your your luggage off the ship by yourself. So that way, as soon as the ship is cleared, which is usually like 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning-ish, as late as 7.30, but somewhere in that ballpark, you can leave the ship immediately at that point. That is going to be the number one best way to get off the ship the earliest possible. Now, if you got a little more leeway, you can, of course, use the luggage tags where you bring your luggage out the night before, Royal Caribbean has it for you, and then, you know, you pick it up when they call your number. And again, the other thing, Stephen, is if your number you get your luggage tags is not low enough for you, because what you'll find is you get a luggage tag and a little sheet of paper, and they'll tell you, okay, your number corresponds to this estimated time of of disembarkation if it's not low and if it's not early enough you can go back to guest relations and ask for an earlier one they're usually pretty uh, you know understanding about it you just tell them look i gotta be in orlando i got travel plans blah 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 they're usually pre- they'll ask you okay sir what, what what time would you like and then you tell them and you know they'll do their best to make it happen so there's my advice Stephen. thank you so much for the email it's great to hear from you again dude and i'm hopeful that you'll you'll continue listening you'll continue taking real cruises and Stephen, i can't wait to hear about your cruise on your honeymoon cruise on a of the sea so make sure you send me an email when you get back so that way we can share it there together Next, we have an email from Murph who writes, I am now looking forward to my December 2017 cruise on Harmony of the Seas thanks to your great podcast review. I noticed on the deck plans there was a comedy club, and I was wondering what it was like, small and personal or larger. You made my year plus weight even tougher. Thanks again for the only podcast I listen to. Keep up the great work. Murph, those are such kind words. Aw, shucks. Thank you very much for that. So, the comedy club, yes, the attic, it's on deck four, and it's rather large, actually, because it's a multi-purpose area. They built it with the idea that it can be a comedy club or a nightclub, and so it's rather large. It's not a, it's not like a 50-seater or anything like that, but for comedy clubs, it's fine, but it has plenty of seating in the back, so it's on the larger side, Murph, and uh, certainly by now, you should be able to go and do a Google image search for Harmony of the Seas Attic, A-T-T-I-C, and you'll be able to find pretty much enough photos and maybe even some video to check it on out there, Murph, because it's, it's a great spot, a lot of fun. And our last email to us comes to us from Bill Slavin, who writes, Good afternoon, Matt. I have a question about Royal IQ after hearing you talk about it in the last episode. I have a Samsung Galaxy Tab S2 tablet, and when I go to the Play Store to download it, the Royal IQ app tells me it's not compatible with my device. I thought maybe I was uh, I own a tablet and maybe it was programmed for small devices, or maybe it was because I have an Android device and they don't have an Android version for Royal IQ. So I did some research. What I found out was upsetting to me. I found that Royal Caribbean has Royal IQ available for Apple iPhone and all iPad sizes and phones running Android OS, but not tablets running Android. I could not understand why it was available since it was I, you know, I could not understand why it was not available since it was already available on Android phones and would require minimal program modifications to fit on a larger tablet screen. I contacted Royal Caribbean a few times with my questions and concerns, but hit a stone wall each time. Each time they simply say thank you for your concerns and input and suggestions have been forwarded to the proper department for further review. Uh-huh. 
Now that I have a reservation for February on Harmony of the Seas, I would love to have the Royal IQ app to me rather than a cookie cutter response from Royal Caribbean. Royal Caribbean has always been excellent about getting the best and being miles ahead of the competition, but they seem to be slipping here with the app. The only reason I say this is because other cruise lines like Carnival already have a similar app uh, for guests to text and voice call others on the ship and make dinner and show reservations, and it's available on all smartphones and tablets, including mine. Is there any way to get through to them, or do you have any connections you can contact see what's going on with that? Thank you, and have a great weekend. Bill, great email, and dude, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. So, <laughs> I, I, I know where you're coming from, and the answer, unfortunately, is there's not much I or you can do about it. I, believe it or not, I don't have that kind of pull where I can get that kind of information. There's a couple things I would keep in mind. If you're really dead set about it, Bill, one option is you can buy a fairly cheap Android phone device or, or a smaller, not not a tablet size, you know what I mean? The great thing about Android devices is they're very inexpensive, and you can get a you know a fairly recent mod, not a brand new thing. You don't need to spend that kind of money. You get a decent one, especially now with the holidays here, Bill. I'm sure there's a ton of deals on, on Android devices, and get one that's compatible with there. I mean, here's the thing. When, when the Royal IQ app first came out, it was only available for, for iOS devices, not even any Android devices. And people, of course, there are a lot of people who use Android, but Rokerbin told me, and this was back in the day, and this is, this is a number of years ago, Bill, so I don't know how relevant this still is, but they basically based that decision on looking at their people who were using the device. And they figured, well, the most people are using iOS devices. They had that out first. Then they came out with Android, but as you know, Android for phone, not for tablets. And I'm surprised, though, because I know that on iOS devices, you can download, like I have an iPad, right? I can download any phone device there's an override setting and say, hey, just run this in, you know, in, in, like emulation mode. And you get on your iPad, it looks really small because it's, it's shrunken down to the size of a phone. I'm wondering if that's available to you. I, I don't know much about Android because I am a total iPhone kind of person. Sorry. But uh, I don't know if that option is available to you because if, on, at least on iOS, you can download iPhone apps and they just run in this, you know, smaller screen mode. I would think there'd be something like that. You might want to look into that option. The other option again is you buy the the app. Uh, you know, you buy it rather another phone uh, that can, and you can buy a really cheapo one because you're only using this really for this. And then you know, you kind of put it on the side. That might be another option. I don't know how practical it is or how dead set you are. Obviously, spending you know even a hundred dollars or whatever it is on an on a small Android device, maybe a hundred dollars more than you want to spend. So I get that as well. I mean, you're doing the right thing by giving your your feedback, but. In the short term, in terms of answering your question for your upcoming cruise, unfortunately, it's not really going to happen. My bigger gripe with Royal Caribbean, with the Royal IQ app, is the fact that it's only available on certain devices, right? It's only available on or certain certain ships, not even devices. Forget that. That's a different issue. But it's only available on the Quantum Class ships and the Harmony of the Seas. I mean, we. I agree, Bill. I want to see this go fleet-wide. There's no reason. I could get that some features might not be available on all ships, but now with Voom on every single ship, or some version of Voom, I don't see why we can't have the uh, Royal IQ app on those ship on on those ships as well because it, it makes my life so much easier. I love being able to just just read the cruise compass. Forget anything else. I just want to be able to look at the cruise compass on my phone. That alone to me is a huge win. So I'm hopeful that they're going to do that sometime soon. I mean, I don't know what their timetable is or what they're looking at. I know they were prioritizing newer ships, but you know, with obviously no new Royal Caribbean ships coming out until 2018. To me, this seems like the perfect time. Although, of course, I'm sure they've got plenty to do. It's not like they're sitting around, you know, spinning in their chair waiting for 2018 to roll around. So, it's tough. I know where you're coming from, Bill. I apologize. I, I wish I had a better answer for you. But, unfortunately, it is what it is. Sorry, Bill. But, you I think you'll have a great time with or without that app. And that, my friends, is going to wrap up this episode 
of the Royal Cream blog podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And of course, I also want to remind everybody about the Royal Caribbean Blog Insiders. If you want to support Royal Caribbean Blog and give back to the, if you like this podcast, if you love the blog and you want to give back, well, the Royal Caribbean Blog Insiders are for you. It's basically a program where you can donate to Royal Caribbean Blog financially. Each month, you, you pick a certain donation amount. And in return, you get some pretty cool rewards depending on which level you donate at. It, you get things like uh, podcast episodes a day early, complimentary Royal Caribbean Blog merchandise, uh, access to Royal Caribbean Blog special events, a private Facebook group that has access to me on there, and, there, and there's a lot more great benefits. If you want more information, either go to our show notes at royalcaribbeanblog.com or just go directly to royalcaribbeanblog.com slash support. royalcaribbeanblog.com slash support for more information about that and, and to be able to sign. You can join it for as little as $1 a month. Really, truly. If everybody listening to this joined for $1 a month, I could quit my day job. That's how great it would be. Oh. Imagine that, right? <laughs> That'd be nice. But all you have to do is donate a dollar, and certainly any more is certainly appreciated by that. But consider it. I would really thank you in advance if you can do it, because we've got a lot of great people who do it, and it really means a lot. It makes a big difference in the direction of Royal Caribbean Block. So a big thank you to everyone who's already become an insider and an and and anticipatory. Is that a word? <laughs> thank you in advance to people who are going to be considering joining in the future. Really would appreciate that. Well, that'll wrap up this episode. Thank you again for joining us. Until next time, I'm Matt, and we'll talk again soon.